0: i don't know how much value i have in this universe but i do know that i made a few people happier than they would have been without me as long as i know that i'm as rich as ever need to be
1: it's time to refresh the other night uh new year's eve gone i was just like Fuck! Like I didn't even realize. Next minute, fuck! I got my hands in the air, spit it around. And That's give it how it all should beans, be, Brad. Like... That's
0: how it should be all the time. He's, you know, know, someone, that. someone uh, once called me said I look like a demented parrot. Yeah. <laughs> I laughed that.
1: <laughs> um. Yeah. So we'll move sort of on from the 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 sort of mid nineties into the, the later nineties. When you've got your, you said you've got, you've had your first gig. You played the drum. What were like of of that time? Of a sort of memorable (laughs) moments, would you say? Yeah,
0: Uh, we went to Northern Ireland so off from playing in in Jack's nightclub when it was Jack's, it it then turned into the aquarium, Mm. and we had a night there. Which at the idea, this is what we we were talking about before off pod the way musical genres change. So we had a night called Masters of Bounce Mm. in 1998 99, and it was hardcore.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> but be, because bounce wasn't a thing, you know yeah. what I mean. So I, I, I was at the time, I was DJ Viper, the bounce master, and I played hardcore. <laughs> the thing is, though, if
1: if you were to describe hardcore to uh, somebody who listens to rock music, you would say it's bouncy. It's, exactly. Yeah. That, that's oh, that's that's things, the way fragments,
0: and shit Like, like mm-hmm. as you said before, off pod, mm-hmm. you know, if I go back to but the first time I heard, Tony DeVee are you already, and I don't care on vinyl, on jump wax. I would describe them at the time as techno. Now, it's it's hard house. Mm. There's no there's no two ways about it. You know, hard house back then was the likes of fucking wham King of My Castle, mm. which now is just commercial house. You know, yeah. things evolve and change over the years. Um, so off the back of playing in, in the aquarium, uh, this Irish guy come over to me and said, do you want to come play in Northern Ireland? I went, yes, I am. So me... Reckless, Edge MC, and a guy called... I think it was Mick Rob- Robbo. Yeah, Robbo, DJ Rob. We all went over to Northern Ireland and played there in the Cheers in Northern Ireland in a county down. That was a bit of a highlight. And then I played in a DJ competition in Lobato where Ribs MC'd for me, and that was a bit of a fucking highlight, having, having <laughs> the legend of, of Ribs MCing for me. And uh, I didn't win that competition, but I got a few gigs off the back of that. And that was going down the freeform route then.
1: Yeah.
0: And then I stepped away from the scene. I had young kids, and it was it was it was kind of like you know I, I need to concentrate more on, on me, my family, and my kids. So, so
1: when was this then roughly? About ninety
0: nine two thousand ish. Two
1: thousand,
0: um, And then I walked away from the scene for quite a few years. And as I said to you before, I'd got this thing called Trackdoor DJ on a. I had a PC at the time, mm. and I installed it, and I bought this box set. Of tunes, and on it was War Brothers. We will survive. And I went, "Wow, what the fuck's this?" It, it, it was like I'd ne- it was like another bit of a groundbreaker for me. I've never heard anything like this. And it was the birth of the ha- what we now call hard house. Mm. And, and obviously, there was a remi- remix of Access. I think it was the uh, KY Jelly Babies remix. I thought, "What the fuck is this? This is amazing!" And it rekindled that passion again. That's when I got back into DJing again and started going to tidy weekenders. So uh, roughly,
1: when was this then? Roughly
0: about two thousand five, I'm going to say. They're, okay. they're, so we had about five years of the game. Um, ended up buying decks again. Got into it was just on the uh, the cusp of getting CDs. Mm-hmm. So I got myself CDJs, um, and I started getting gigs all around Liverpool and stuff. And I started my own nights. We had a night called Hard Headed. We had um, who do we have on Illogic. We had JP and Dukes on. We had IK, he was he knows, he was a resident. We had a few other fucking names on as well. Um, started going to tidy weekenders. Got a gig at a, a Good Grief after party. Played in Garlands. The only thing with Garlands was, I'd, I'd, I'd never played, i have never been there. Garlands was a predominantly gay club. Yeah. And uh, I handed a CD in. And the guy said, yeah, we'll, we'll book you. So I thought, I need to go and fucking see what it's all about first, yeah, you know. Yeah. I'm... I'm I'm fucking straight, straight male You know I, yeah. I might not fit in there You know I might be shunned So we turned up There was four of us Me and me my ex-missus Me my mate and his missus And I had the, the flyer Said Footballers' wives Shoulder pads and shin pads Okay so I, I wore Looking back in hindsight It was a bit of a dick move Like I wore an England t-shirt Because I think the World Cup was on Or right. whatever And I had denim three quarter lengths on Looking back, I looked like a fucking lager An England t-shirt on and, and denim shorts. But they were like past the knee, like three quarters. Just gets to the front of the queue and the door say, uh, been here before, mate? And I went, no, no. And he went, uh, no, I'm not too late, mate. I went, I said, do you mind me asking why? And he went, um, like loving it, he went, shorts. I said, so, just to be clear, so said, if I come back and I haven't got shorts on, would would is there any other reason why you would knock me back? And he went, no. I think he was looking for the response. Yeah. Oh, come on, mate, you fucking dickhead and all that. Went back to me mate's house. Luckily, we'd, we'd gone up and I had jeans on, yeah. swapped into jeans, come back, gets to the front of the queue and it looked better, really, because the girls had gone in, so I'm now with me mate. So it looks like a couple of gay lads, you know what I mean? Yeah. So he gets to the front of the queue and the, the dorm went, another dorm, and he went, been here before, mate? I went, yeah. I went, about half an hour ago. He went, what? I said, your mate behind me there wouldn't let me in. He said, why? I said, because I had like denim 3 quarter lengths on. He called them shorts. And he went, do you knock him back for shorts? And he went, yeah. He went, come ahead, lad, go in. And when we went in there, there was lads with fucking shorts. Like short, shorts, shorts. On. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, he, I think he'd just done it as a bit of a test to see, was it going to be, you know, oh, fuck off, mate. You know, yeah. Why don't you let me in? That's I must say
1: though, I've I've ne- never been to Garland's myself, um, but I've heard that it was quite a strict door policy,
0: and, and I understand why because obviously, you know, I grew up in the eighties. If you were gay in the eighties, it was like yeah. being a fucking paedophile. You were the worst thing in the world. Yeah. There was an, an intolerance towards it. It was so people were so ignorant towards it. Yeah. Now being gay is just it is what it is. What it yeah. is. You are what you are. So I understand that at that time you will you would have got lads who'd gone in there and maybe see two lads necking and go what the fuck is that? it's that mate it's it's not your place yeah let them do what they, it's a, it's a gay club they they can be what they want to be and rightfully so it, you, you you're not there to be judged by you yeah. so i understand why it was quite a very strict door policy because he didn't want that he wanted the the gay community to feel safe in their own place mm. because it was getting overrun by straight people. Because we'd all realised, wow, this fucking this place is boss. You know what I mean, it was fucking really good. Mm. As we said before, at the time mid two thousands, there was nowhere else in Liverpool where you could see the Tidy Boys, Eddie Halliwell, yeah. Judge Jules, yeah. Dogzilla, BK, Lisa Lashes, like and Savage.
1: To you, oh, it's it's hard to think that with everything that was going on in Liverpool at the time. People seem to forget that they had their moment in in in, in there. Like and that's so why all the big names.
0: This is where. So the radio show I've got absolutely old school. I had this in it when I got offered of the radio show. I went through the thing okay, so what is old school? Is old school just the nineties, or is old school anything over ten years ago? Because I think it was Rob who said to you, to to younger kids. Avicii levels is old school yes. And that makes your fucking brain go bang How yeah. old am I yeah. But the reality is anything. This is how I see it Anything over 10 years old Is old school For me that's fair game So my old school show I've broke it down into four segments So the first half an hour Used to just be early 90s Now I'm broadening the spectrum a little bit Now it's just early years So it could be 90s or late 80s and then the second section is trans flashback, which can be anything over 10 years old. Mm. And then I have a spotlight section, which can be on an artist or a venue or a record label or a genre. And the last half an hour is go hard or go home, which, you know, self-explanatory. Mm. But it opens up the boundaries then of playing the likes of the stuff that was getting played in Garlands, because no one's casing for that. Old school in Liverpool is castles in the sky and shaky shimmy.
1: Mm.
0: And and fair play to everyone who's who's playing all that. It's, it's it's insanely popular, but people want to hear stuff they haven't heard since then. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. that's the feedback I'm getting from my show. I get messages every single week, and and I, it it fucking melts me heart. I love it. I love nothing more than wake up on a Friday morning, open up my Insta or my Telegram, and seeing a message. I had a lad who didn't even have instagram signed up to instagram just to comment on my show yeah because he, he did a, a segment on the show and it took him back to whatever it was whatever segment might have been the garlands or good grief or, or drone whatever that means more to me than anything yeah you know as a, as a dj <clears throat> you want to share your music with people it's it's basically listen to this i like this you <laughs> you should like it too and that's all, all being a dj yeah. is so to get that feedback from people who you don't know, I had people sending me fucking. I've, I've got I've got stuff in in the man studios that people have sent me for Christmas. People have sent oh, me gifts, yeah, and yeah, cars. Yeah, 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 yeah. Fucking hell, these people That's... who have never met. But again, not in a Jimmy Savile way. I've touched them in a certain way. <laughs> no, no, no. no, no. Wait, 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 yeah. the bad man touch? Yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: and it, it, I love it. I, I, get it. I love I get getting it. that feedback.
1: No, it is. It's really good. Um, I think that um, if you can um, curate. A, 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 a selection of tunes that that touches people I think it, it just goes to show that like what style of DJ you are do you know does that make sense
0: yeah so my, my ethos is always I, I, I mean've I'm 37 or 38 weeks in bear in mind old schools you know it's it's a it's a finite pool of music mm. I'm still playing stuff I've never played before still. Obviously, there's certain reoccurring tunes. You know, you know, every couple of weeks you're gonna throw a Taylor such a feeling in there because it's a fucking, it's a, it's a belter. Um, there's certain tunes that get that reoccur every couple of weeks, but I'm still playing stuff I've never played before, and I think that's what I said to me missus. To ten percent of the population who listen to in demand, my show is the best thing in the world. The other ninety percent can take it or leave it. Because it is what it is, mm. but to that ten percent, it's the best things in sliced bed, and that's all I'm asked about me. You know, yeah, I, I'd rather have a small. I'm I'm apparently a figures are quite good. Will they move me from from one time slot to another, so it must be doing okay. The feedback. I, I know one day I'm going to get a bad feedback, and it'll fucking air because I'm not used to it. Same with the podcasts. Yeah, it's, um, do you
1: know what I've found? You can get a hundred amazing comments. Doesn't matter. You get one, bad, it. one, it's just get one, one bad one. Right? And it'll sit <laughs> The and fly in the yeah. Yeah, I'm not bothered. Fucking <laughs>
0: fuck. <Yeah. laughs> what the fuck's his problem? <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah. Nah. Um Yeah, I just wanted to ask you as well. Um with the radio show, right, and you say like it's old school, and you've you've went into detail there about what your class is old school and stuff like that. So in my area, when when we've got old school like have a say like piano house Italian that type of stuff on, <laughs> I always find that with with the DJs that like there's only a select pool of tunes you can play. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. So say with Italian, there's a thousand tunes. It's like you're not often. you it's not often that you're like ears prick up when you're at an old school night like, because you just because it, it's just recycled tunes, recycled tunes. But when you hear a tune that you haven't heard. Since you originally heard it the first time around, I think that's a special a special moment. Yeah. But so with with your show, you said you're thirty seven, thirty eight weeks in. Have you have you not come across that point where you're like, "Fuck it, I'm gonna have to gonna have to go back to the beginning again." At this point, Re- rewind the tape and do that, it again. So
0: that that's where <clears throat> that's where the classics come <clears throat> in. Then, so like I say, there's saying There might be a tune. Let, let me think of an example. Access me, DJ Mies and DJ Tim. Mm. I've probably played Access a dozen times in mm. thirty seven weeks because it's a classic Mm. it's a hard classic but it's a classic and there will be tunes which every couple of weeks will turn up again because you've got to keep it familiar you can't just it's like these bands who who come out of retirement and they go on tour and they play the new album no one wants to hear it mate Mm -hmm. people want to hear the classics Yeah,
1: yeah yeah. mix
0: it up by all means but if you go and see ACDC and they don't play Hell's Bells or Highway to Hell or Let There Be Rock or Whole Lotta Rosie,
1: boo! Yeah, I don't yeah. want to hear
0: it, your latest album. I, you know, throw them in there by all means, but I yeah. want to hear the classics. And it's it's getting the balance with my show of you've still got to keep it. I, I don't like cheesy stuff. I don't like happy hardcore, but I know the audience does. So every now and again, I've got to throw a bit of cheese. I've got to throw a little bit in there to, mm. to, to appease the the, 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 uh, the masses. But I can do it in, in my way, so I can play a, a harder, cheesy, you know. Or I, can, I I I pride myself on having quite a deep box of tunes, so I'll play like I might have played four or five different remixes of Artemisia bits and pieces over the years. Oh yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. I, you know o, o, over the months on the show, the Tidy Boys remix, the UK Gold remix, yeah. the the normal remix, the fucking OD four, you know. Oh, yeah. And that, that that keeps it fresh as well because it's a classic. People recognise it, but they might not have heard that remix of it. Yeah,
1: so yeah, sometimes
0: it I'll have, I'll have a spotlight on just remixes where I go, I'm going to play you some tunes now. You'll recognise, but you won't have heard this remix before because it's some obscure B side from fucking 15 years ago, which probably never even got released. Hmm. And that keeps it fresh.
1: I like uh I like I like tune digging. Like I'm always yeah. on discogs where you're like, I want to find the version that nobody quite knows about. Pull it out.
0: So my show's a two hour show By rights It's pre-recorded mm. By rights It should take me two hours To put it together Probably takes me about ten Because of that Because I go Okay well I've got to open with something That's going to grab their attention
1: Yeah,
0: I've then got to think What I played last week I can't I don't ever play the same tunes Week after week So I've got to think I can't play anything I played last week At all Do you and write I've, your
1: track list down?
0: Yeah so I'd, as, I, as I'm putting the show together <clears throat> She's made of chicken burger From uh, Don't start plugging ten, Somewhere else <laughs> Social <network. laughs> yeah. um, Repeat on me uh, So well, As I'm putting the show together I I do it in order So I'll do my 90s section first And as I'm doing it I type my track list out Because then my track list Then is my script mm. When I'm doing I'll put my music together Then that's my script My voiceover then to go, okay, so we had so-and-so there, up next we got this, this, and this. Mm. And that's me. So again, and people don't do it. And I understand why. I announce every track, what label it was on, and what year it was. I I'm, I love that. I love that. Because I know people will listen and go, oh, I recognise that, but what's it called? Or what label was that on? And I've had people on Instagram reach out to me saying, When's your track list coming out because they'll then go on Discogs or fucking yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. or Juno or Beatport and, and they'll go and source it whether it's on on CD vinyl MP3 whatever, um, and I think also by announcing the label you're opening up. So let's say I played We'll Delete the Week, fucking Scott Brown's Demolition Mix, Evolution Records. Someone might go and go, Evolution, fucking hell is look, like yeah, look at this, or you know, oh my yeah. god. Whereas if you just said, that was Scott, that was, we'll delete the week. That's all you've got. Yeah. I like to, and, it, and the year. I announced the year because some of the stuff's that good. People might think I'm being disingenuous. When you play Tony Devere, I don't care. It's hard to believe that's fucking 1996.
1: Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. It Jesus sounds, Christ. That sounds like it would like... 2005. That, 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 I think he, that, that that type of tune was a template for what was to come, yeah, 10 years after. Do you know? So, what there's I
0: mean? some tracks like that where you think people are gonna go, he's east east pulling me, like that. That was that's that's fucking three or four years old, that, yeah. So, when I say this is from 1997, they go, Wow, fucking hell, yeah. and that's why I mentioned the year because it's an old school show, and I want people to understand it is authentically old school, unless i specifically said this is a new remix of whatever. Mm. Most of the stuff I play is, is is well over 10 years old. Some of it's 20, 30 years old.
1: So obviously I've listened to, to some of your, your shows on uh, In Demand. I found this with, with In Demand uh, as a whole. I've listened to various guests who's on. I tend to go for the more Liverpool-based ones because I know there is some that are like sent over from... Dave uh, Pearce uh, yeah, and, and, Dave and Piers, Dead Mouse yeah, and all yeah, that yeah, kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so I tend to not be as, as interesting I'm not sure why that is yeah. I think I prefer to listen to if you listen to In Demand listen to the, the sort of the Scouse DJs yeah, yeah. Um, and one thing have you, ever, have you seen the film Week- Weekender
0: I don't think I have no
1: watch that it's really good yeah. um, it's, re, it's rave culture or yeah movie, yeah it's really good. <coughs> but the, the, they do this thing and it reminds me of what In Demand is but like it's like the legal version of what they they is it Weekender it's on that I'm sure it's Weekender uh, I'm gonna look stupid if it's not. But um, <laughs> basically, it's like the, the 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 listen to this pirate radio station, and he calls himself I don't know what he calls himself. Like he's got a code name for himself. He's DJ something, right? And like, this is DJ something, and then he, he he play a tune, and they're all and they they make it their job to go and hunt him down. They want him to come and play their rave. Yeah, yeah. And they're looking, they're looking for this guy. Where the fuck? Where the fuck is this guy? And they're, and they go, they go meet him in a cafe, and he's not nothing like they yeah. pictured at all. <laughs> and it was always, like, uh, in demand, always like that. Like you've got that such a wide selection of, of like with your old school show, it's not what Redmond's doing. with bounce back, and and we bounce back. It's not doing what, say. I'm trying to think who else. The club filler on
0: there as well. The club filler
1: you? does a hard, a hard one, doesn't it? Yeah. Um But it's it's uh, this is exactly it it's there's so much variation within within in demand. It's like it's almost like um, what, what's what I can't I can't figure out how to word this correctly. Um, a di- a dysfunctional family. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what yeah. I mean? So you, you've all got the same. What, you've love got a, a
0: goth. And, a fucking punk yeah, yeah a raster. yeah, <laughs> yeah. You, you've
1: all got the you've all got the, the the same passion and love for music but from different branches yeah. of
0: so of... that I think I think it was weird for me because me missus me missus doesn't really understand as much about dance music. she's getting more familiar with it now mm. but she was like why why is your show like why has no one done it before and i said i don't know i think it's because and when when the show got introduced when Steve Cocky introduced me to the endman C on an email, he actually said this is not going to be a normal old school show that like we've already got. And Lee Butler said it as well. It's it's not your typical old school show because of because broadening the horizon of well, I'll play hard house, I'll play hard style, I'll play hard trance, Whereas old school predominantly is pianos.
1: Right. The, this is another thing as well in Liverpool old school is, is a, a genre within itself because yeah. when I've I've talked to I've got friends who's from Liverpool I've got people I work with who are travellers from Liverpool and when they say old school old school to some people just means Lee Butler yeah, like, yeah. Like basically uh, like that's what old sh- school is shimmy. When, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but when in actual fact old school could be a hard record from 1995 oh, yeah. but because it, cause it's not when some people are doing old school sets on the radio it's not what you hear so yeah. it's like a breath of fresh air and it's for, it's an alternative from that yeah. old that version of old school yeah. do you know what i mean that, for those who like that hard ridge for those who
0: like that that's always been my ethos I, I, it's an old school show it's always going to be on the hard edge. and unapologetically it's drone influenced hmm. every, every week there's drone tracks from the Dave Graham area or from the six era. always Sometimes I just have a, well will be for Christmas the Christmas special or the end of the year special was just a two hours zone special. Fuck me, the feedback, I, I feel like I could do it every week. Mm. The feedback was unbelievable. People said, oh my God, I, fucking, I'm, I was fucking going mad in the kitchen, can not believe you. Know, that, that. <laughs> it, it, the feedback's boss, I, I love it, I really, really love it. It's, yeah. it's, it's amazing.
1: That's class, that's class. Um We sort of went off track there. But we you know did a what? little it's bit, yeah. It's, it's good, we, it's we're out right
0: for time, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think we are, we should be, I we're all right. Yeah.
1: We're all right. <laughs> um, so yeah, um, with, with, you were saying about going to the tidy weekenders and stuff like that. So this is where your love for hard houses come yeah, from and yeah. stuff. Um so at what point did, did you stop again because you said you had another break? <clears throat> so
0: it got to the point where I was I was when I first started DJing, I had quite a bit of success, played the drone, um played reality in Stoke. Hmm. And then when I went away and come back when I come back I seemed to have a, a, a different level of success. Mm-hmm. So I got to play Garlands twice. Uh I played a good grief after party I actually played in the tidy shop. You know right. in the tidy weekend they have a shop.
1: Yeah 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 and yeah. you could
0: have a little bit of an open open like a
1: X type thing in it yeah yeah.
0: yeah yeah and I, I had I a play in the shop as well so that was a bit of a claim of fame. And then um <clears> I was getting gigs here there, and everywhere you know I was I was I was getting climbing the ranks so like example there was a night in uh, in Preston it was Marky G Mm-hmm. And then me, I I was like the, the co-headline, if you mm-hmm. like. I, I was getting to the level where I was I was getting recognised and stuff. And um, we went to the other competition in in Derby. I think it was called Time in right. Derby, and it was the same kind of format. Come down, whoever plays the best gets a, a a paid gig out of it. And there wasn't much money in DJing back then. I, I was doing a fucking next to nothing really because I was I was just wasn't doing it for the money.
1: Yeah.
0: Maybe that was to my detriment. Really, um, I was doing it because I enjoyed it, and the passion was there. So we goes down to Derby with a minibus, and I played. And truth be told, I fucking smashed it, Edin. and I, 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 I knew, I'd hit that sweet spot. I knew that was like a performance I would have liked to have seen on video. That yeah. it was really, really good. I knew, I knew it smashed it. The guy who was doing the lights was fucking jumping all over me. Fucking, I've never seen that light. He fucking smashed it. But unbelievable! Unbelievable! Fast forward to the Monday and my ex-wife was looking after me bookings. Phone goes, Oh yeah. I Hello? I is that so and so. Yeah, yeah. Uh just wants to discuss uh Jay Viper. He came down and played on Saturday. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um so what we were wondering is if, if he could come down on such and such a date and play again for us, um uh, there'll be there'll be no money involved. And she she went, Well, I thought that the whole deal was whoever played best on the night got the gig. Mm. Yeah, um, who else you represent. What? So I played the best mm. because I'm not willing to go down to Derby, by the way. It was an yeah. hour and a half drive, I think it was. Yeah. Because I'm not willing to go down to Derby again and play again for free. You're not gonna go through with your side of the bargain. So there was that side of it. And in Liverpool, hence the reason I'd gone to Derby. In Liverpool, there was nothing. We tried our own night which was had moderate success, but it had kind of gone down the Swanee a little bit. Mm. Garland's had changed its music policy, so you didn't have the Tidy Boys and Eddie Halliwell and Fergie and all that in in Garland's anymore. Good Grief was still going, but that was in Manchester. So I I got to a period where I went, okay, well, I can either start playing stuff I don't like and continue to DJ or fuck it off. Mm -hmm. And anyone who knows me as a DJ, the passion... Of when I'm playing on stage, it's it's not a not a fabricated thing. It's not a performance. <clears throat> I, I love it. I, yeah, yeah. I love music. It, it's I've got a fucking tattooed on my head for fuck's sake. Yeah. I absolutely love music, and I wasn't willing to sell me soul and get up there and play funky house at one twenty BPM and pretend I was enjoying it. Yeah, it's just so disingenuous. So I walked away from the scene, and and as far as I was concerned, at that point, thinking about two thousand eight, that was me done. I was mm-hmm. I was out the scene forever.
1: Right, so all these years go by, and you're not dipping your toe in at all. No, I
0: bought decks. I probably bought every fucking set of <coughs> set of decks imaginable, but I never did with it. In that time, I got married, divorced, uh, met me Mrs. Zoom with. Now we had kids, and I bought decks on and off. And it was a bit of a turning point for me. Was I bought a a pioneer? I bought Newmark Mixac two pros and. I had CDJ four hundreds and I had a fucking NX seven Newmark thing. I never did anything with them; it's just it, it, the passion wasn't there. Yeah. I think I always had work and kids and stuff. And I bought I had a Pioneer RX two, you know, the all in one units. Uh,
1: I think that's all the one I've got. XDJ RX. XDJ RX two. Yeah, I've got yeah. that. Yeah. So
0: I of. bought the RX two. I did not the flight case. It's behind the couch. I think I had it out twice. Never, never got a chance to play any. Sold it. sold it on the wednesday the monday the whole country went into lockdown and i went bastard i can't go to work now
1: yeah
0: and i've just sold the decent set of decks i had so i bought a pioneer ddj 400 my missus was like jay you've just fucking sold decks why are you buying more decks and I bought this little. It's only like a fucking selection box, isn't it?
1: I don't know that. It's one.
0: about that big. The right. DJJ four, and you get it in Argos. It's about two hundred and fifty quid. Right. Record box, air uh, controller. And for the first time in my life, genuinely, I'd recorded two mixes in the space of a couple of weeks. Hmm. I was like fucking hell. Am I getting back into this here? <laughs> so then, I thought, well, I need to get something better. now. For myself. <laughs> so I saw a fucking. Uh, an XDJ one thousand, which is a bit bigger, I think as well. He's under quid or something like that. Yeah. And I started having a little dabble then and then off the back of that, I bumped into me mate John Edge, Edge MC, and he was involved with Back to the Dock, and he said, "Why don't you come and play a Back to the Dock with us?" And I went, oh, "I don't know. I'm not really, you know. I don't, I don't think I want to do it anymore. I was just, I'm just having a bit of fun at home." <laughs> I went home and at this point I've been with my missus for about eight years. She'd never seen me, DJ. My yeah. kids didn't see me DJ. And I said, I oh, just bumped into there, John there. He's asked me to play back to the dock. And she went, When are you playing? I thought I said no. And she went, Why? And I went, I, I don't know. She went, just fucking do it. Yeah. Do it. And if you don't like it, at least you know, at least at least you've had a go. You, you might fucking love it again. And then obviously off the back of that, I played back to the dock. Um, and it was a fucking a massive massive success and a bit of a wake up call for me wow I love doing this and yeah. I'm, I'm still pretty good at it yeah. you know and then off the back of that segueing a little bit now so I wanted to come up with a brand mm. that signified club land mm. you know club genre like. so in in the um, I, I'm a Big fan of mixed martial arts mm. Tap out in the late 90s When you've seen a tap out brand T-shirt You knew that that person Was into mixed martial arts mm-hmm. I wanted something like that For clubbing So we came up with this name Couture 303 Obviously the 303 Is the Roland TB 303 mm. That's what The, the backbone of, of Everyone's dance music Is the 303 Couture made it sound A little bit more classy He'll come up with a little logo And that was it So where does the couture come from? C- the, well, couture's like, like, like juicy couture, and yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Armani couture. It's, it's, it's like a. So my, my ethos was, I wanted something that summed up clubland, but not smiley faces. Yeah, I right, wanted right, it to right. be a nice t-shirt where people could wear it <clears> in the house <throat> there.
1: Yeah,
0: at a meal with the mum and dad in the pictures, or at a rave. But if you were on holiday and seen some over the pool, and went. He's, a fuck, he's, one he's one of them. Yeah yeah
1: yeah, 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 yeah. It's like it's almost like a cult. It's a bit yeah. like yeah. Just give each of the nod. Yeah, but yeah, exactly. Uh,
0: yeah. yeah, so so we're coming with this brand and the logo, and I thought, okay, so I, I, I'll again, I'll use the tap out methodology. Now mm. I'll reach out to DJs and say, if I send you a t shirt, would you wear it? Mm. The first person I asked was was uh, a friend of mine, Silly G. He got a cap off me, and then I sent a cap to Steve McGee, and then I asked DJ Demand, and he said, yeah. So I sent him a t-shirt and I asked Stu Allen and he said yeah. Mm-hmm. So I sent him a t-shirt and I asked Tatey for something and she said yeah. So I sent him a t-shirt and a cap and then I asked fucking Sharky and he said yeah. So I, said, so I remember walking in to back to the dock. I think it was back to the fifth anniversary party and I walked in and there behind the decks was Tatey with a t-shirt and a cap on with my logos on. I was like, okay. wow. She's yeah. DJing. Stood behind it is Stu Allen and his manager with my fucking t shirts on. I walk in the hardcore room and there's the man playing with my fucking t shirts on. Black. And it was like, oh my God, this has gone bizarre. So at that time, a woman reached out to me and said, you know, you're doing well with the t shirts and all that. And I'd started selling them at this point and I was doing it all myself. So I was coming home from work. After, after a, a 10 hour shift, cutting all the vinyl, pressing it, bagging it, packing it up. It was taking a lot of my time, but I was building this brand. And when you got the likes of Sharky and Stu Allen wearing your and vibes, fucking vibes mm. and lively, you know, I was sending them t shirts and hoodies and they were wearing them. Uh, they played at uh, Rejuve, vibes and lively. It was the first gig together for like four or five years. And as I picked something like that, and they both got my t shirts on. Class. Fucking unbelievable. Mm. So at this time, this woman reached out to me and said, um, "Who's supporting you?" And I said, "Well, Stu Allen, well and do she said, No, like financing. I said, "Well, no one." This woman takes me under the wing. I, you know, I can get you all this kind of funding. I can do this. I can do that. Okay, yeah, sounds good. I'm asking loads of questions. Come to my house. Sat there with a the mate, uh, and they had a fucking notepad house. And she was like, "Okay, so what we'll do is we'll get you an iMac. Uh, we'll get you an iPhone. We'll set you up an account." And at the time, it was going that well. I didn't disbelieve it. They walked out the door and my beard went, Nah.
1: <laughs>
0: nah. And I do watch She went, I don't trust her. Right. And I was like, what? She went, don't trust her. Something, something doesn't fucking sit right here. Women's intuition went into overdrive. Anyway, I, I half thought my beard was like, Oh, because it's a woman. Just, mm. And it wasn't that at all. And and I understand it wasn't. I wouldn't be interested in this woman. Anyway, this woman promised the world, we're going to set you up in business. We're going to get you a little fucking unit. We're going to get all the stuff you need. Because obviously at the time I was doing it with a, a little homemade cutter mm. uh, and a little fucking heat press. We'll set you up a little unit, get all the stuff, everything, anything you need. Get a get cost for it. We'll get you the funding for it and we'll set you up... It it did seem too good to be true, but she was so genuine and so passionate about it. I just thought, okay, maybe this is this is the way this is going now. And she was like, I'm gonna to speak to Sharky. Um I'm gonna to speak to Sharky and I'm gonna ask him, can he voice mentor you, So you Because 'cause I'd just done my second podcast and I was going down the avenue with that then. Um, we're gonna get Sharky to do some voice mentor coaching for you so you can explore and maybe start doing, you know, whatever. <clears throat> And I was like, okay, you know, big me up, you know, mm. and she was, <clears throat> anyway, it turns out, me bird, I said this before, mm. and he was spot on, absolutely bang on the money, this woman was full of shit. Right. And it came about, quite ironically, she'd said to me that she was Stu Allen's goddaughter. Right. Unbeknownst to her, I'm speaking to Alison Allen, yeah. his wife at the time, and I said, oh, we've got a mutual friend here, Da-da-da-da. Never heard of it. I said, Are you sure? I said, She said she's Stu Allen's goddaughter. Just asked him. He said he never heard of it. So I approached this woman. I said, Bob, oh yeah. Oh, you know, so okay. So yeah, and I said, Listen. And at the time, me and my missus were arguing over ov- obviously over it. Cause I thought this woman's trying to elevate me and, and big me up and, you know, get the, the, the potential out of what I, I felt like, because it was going really well anyway.
1: Mm.
0: I thought this is the natural. All I wanted was a sponsor or 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 someone to to help me bring because I couldn't I couldn't physically keep up with the demand of the t-shirts. Yeah,
1: because
0: I was doing them all myself, designing, printing, cutting, posting a lot. So I end up saying to this woman, "Listen, let's just fucking call it a day. I'm not interested. You know, you're, you're a liar. I know you're a liar." And there was a few other little bits and bobs went in the background, which which obviously didn't ring true. And she was talking to people behind me back about me, but like. Not in a bad way, hmm. but like if it was me and you now, she'd phone you after and say, So, uh, you know, what are you getting involved for? And a long story short, fucked her off. And she what she went from promising the world to threatening the world. We'd set up the company, Couture 303 Limited was a was a, an actual registered company. Hmm. It was in my name, her name, and this other girl's name. First thing I did was just dis- dissolve the company and fuck everything off. There was no money involved in it. Every, any money that had been made was from what I'd done she'd put no money into it whatsoever get a fucking big email and it was all like jargon I hereby fucking forthwith and all this and it was like, like she'd just copy and paste stuff on the website but it didn't make sense what she was basically saying was you need to get me back on the business there is no fucking business so we ignored it and then I've never spoken to this publicly by the way this mm. is a little bit well exclusive a little bit of exclusive <laughs> I'm, in, I'm intrigued so um <clears throat> I just ignored it and um, it went on I blocked it on whatsapp Blocked it on, I ended up leaving facebook I ended up fucking the t-shirts off altogether because mm-hmm. I didn't want to be I didn't want to be involved in it anymore it had left a bad taste in my mouth and my missus um, and then I got another email listen I understand you're upset so what I propose we do is we have an AGM I have a meeting and there's what parts of fuck off do you not understand that I told you categorically no, that's it. Mm. It's, it's forgot. And now, after me... So you're saying I've called you a liar, and now you're still saying you want to be in business with me. It was like, wow.
1: It's not yeah, enough at all. Yeah,
0: man. you're making it worse for yourself. You look even more bang on than you did. And then the next email was an extension of that. Okay, next time you're here for me, it will be for me solicitors, blah, blah, blah. What, what, so you go to a solicitor and say, Uh, I wanted a... Open a case with this just this, this Jay Viper why what's he done well he started the business he copyrighted this logo and he made some t-shirts okay so what did you do well I helped him start the branding company's house okay did he put any money into it no did they make any money no yeah. is there any, is there any um, equipment in the business no what do you want us to do all you've got is a logo which he designed and has copyrighted to his name that's it I did all the legwork all you did was promise 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 so that was it. So I got another email saying, if you don't do this, this and this, you'll hear my legal team. Ignore. 18 months down the line, what do you know? Nothing. However, recently found out, she's slagging me off on Facebook. But, by all accounts, she's a bit of a fucking, she's one of these who comes on Facebook at half two in the morning and starts fucking shouting at the busses and all that. Like, hey, mm. And I think, it was a, a friend of mine reached out to me because, He'd booked me for a gig and she said, you can't put that on my page. And he said, why? And she said, because Jay Vipers on it. Me mate, again, I don't want to imply, I don't want to say not about his name, but he just basically went, no one fucking tells me what to do on my night. Hmm. So he just said, listen, I've booked him, that's that. If you don't like it, fuck off. I mean, but she started, uh, I think she branded me a liar and a thief on Facebook. Uh, on Facebook. Yeah, and, I, and I've just ignored it because... I've got nothing to say because there's nothing to say yeah. and I went through the whole emotion of do a response but she probably just wants a response. Um, my theory is anyone who's naive enough to believe what she's saying about me I probably don't want to do business with anyway. Hmm. If you want to find out the full story and come and speak to me by all means do so.
1: Or watch this podcast.
0: Or watch this podcast, <laughs> yeah. Um, I've got nothing to hide and, and if you want to get the fucking legal team involved on a... On a a Business venture that, that that there was no revenue and any work done was done by me anyway. Fill your fucking boots, you know and I mean, absolute Excellent. madness.
1: Um, what I'm gonna say is, I'm just gonna tidy up, mate. Okay, you're have to come back for part two.
0: Yeah, on, I'll do right? a part two. Yeah, yeah
1: it's been great, hasn't it?
0: Yeah, that's been fun, mate. Thank nice you very one, much. Nice Thanks for having me.
1: Uh, if you've enjoyed this, I re- highly, 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 highly recommend that you go and check out his uh, In Demand you can replay mixes can't you for the uh, last four weeks and you can
0: go on me SoundCloud as well so on me SoundCloud I've got older mixes but yeah. on In Demand the app or the website indemand.co.uk the app's free on Apple or Android you can listen to any DJs that have been on In Demand for the last four weeks so the store's up to 28 days obviously yeah. mine's a weekly show so in 28 days there's four of mine stored up
1: yeah. so there you go um, and where can people find you
0: only on Instagram at the moment, obviously, as I've just discussed. Here, <laughs> not on, on Facebook for obvious reasons. <laughs> Instagram at J Viper DJ, or if you want to message me directly, Telegram at J Viper DJ. Um, yeah, that's how you can find me. I'm on YouTube as well. And what gigs have you got coming up? I've got back to so I've got a private um, in about two weeks. I'm doing two two hours at an engagement party. It was a guy who listens to the radio show, and him and his missus got engaged, and they asked me to play. So honored to play that. that's a a private gig but I've got Back to the Dock on I think it's the 17th I think it's the 17th of February but you can check it out uh, at Back to the Dock um, on Instagram or just follow me on Instagram and the information's there I'm playing at 24 24 Kitchen Streets Back to the Dock I'm playing at WAV for Music Medicine in April and I'm playing at Alex MC Energy's 30 Years in the Game in Stoke in June not quite sure. I think it's June the first. That's the only ones I've got Excellent. nailed on at the moment.
1: Excellent. Fantastic, mate. It's been an absolute pleasure.
0: Thank you very much for having me, Brad.
1: If you've enjoyed this and you can watch more of our episodes on YouTube, uh, it's or you can listen on Spotify, it's time to refresh. And if you've really enjoyed it and want to uh, join the, the family, you mm. can join it at on Patreon. Patreon.com forward slash it's time to refresh. Uh, you get Bonus episodes, you get early access, etc., etc. Um, it's good. It's all smashing good. the
0: game. He's had he's had Ian Vandal and he's got me on. I mean, can you can you hear that? The boss of the battle being scraped in it. <laughs> must be must be stuck for people.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I message him the video like fuck me. I'm, yeah. I can't guess. <laughs> I'm on my ass. Me can you come on? <laughs> hey, no, we've been trying to sort this out. For I, was, I was looking. Um, I was looking on my, my phone. Um, we've been trying to sort this out since May. Do you know that? Wow. Yeah. So. Uh, you know, so no good things come to those who wait
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Right, nice one for watching I'll see you later Hello, just want to take a moment Of your time to talk about Manic Music Manic Music is a brand new label That myself and John G have launched uh, We're using it as a platform for our Tunes um, And to get them out there But as well, to get good music out there um, We believe we've got an idea of The direction we want to go in And we want to share that vision with people um there's many producers reached out to us and said think you might like this tune i've heard it i've like yeah this is a this is what we're looking for uh we've got so much music signed to the label already as well that hasn't seen the light of day but it's just because we've been waiting for this um this big kickoff of it all uh this year 2024 it's probably gonna be our biggest yet i mean it's only last year it needs to compare with everyone. we've only gone 14 months but with the label we really want to make a statement with in, of intent um We've both got a very similar taste in music. So when it comes down to it, I, I love trance melodies. I love I love I love the big kick drums of hard dance. Um I love I love I love solid bass lines. I, I'm I'm a massive, massive sucker for the for the late 90s sort of Dutch house. Um and equally I love the Italian stuff. I grew up on the Italian stuff. John was a hero of mine growing up to, so to be making music with him is a big thing for me. Um, so when we got chatting and stuff like that i just thought wow like this is a a a massive massive opportunity to, to make something great uh we started off with manic uh we did uh love is lost first which is on the year one ep which you can go and check out now um and basically what we done was we just put our ideas together of of how we think the music should sound and it's progressed but we've progressed to a point in now in which we think we can help other people out, push good music, um, and by good music, we're talking big melodies, we're talking lovely, catchy vocals, um, amazing piano chord progressions, and we want the music element back to the hard dance and bounce scene. Um, and what we're trying to do is, we're, we're this is just a message just to say to everyone who's watching the podcast, um, go and check us out if you have got a passion for that. That sound it's, it's, it's like an infusion of trance music the euro dance from the 2000s and it's it, but it sounds fresh we're using fresh production fresh sounds fresh samples it sounds like it was made in 2024 but it's got that that lovely feeling of music and melodies um i don't want to go on too much about it just a quick message to you so if you want to go and check us out go and find us on spotify um manic music the label we've got some amazing music coming out from some really really good artists as well uh, i could name drop a couple of them because we've got them confirmed we've got music coming from rob Kane. we've got music coming from dvb um we've got music coming from cal and leah with it's a really nice list of, of of good melodic tunes and like as well solid bass lines so like i don't get too passionate about it but before we get into this i just going to make i'm just gonna just cut back on it um and just say please 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 if you are a lover of this music go and check it out check it out because i genuinely hand on heart think that over the next year you're going to see some of the best music bounces seen in a long time my personal opinion there might be people who don't agree with that but that's just the way i feel about it so yeah nice one enjoy the episode